0: Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 96. John and Wendy talk to Kayla Monkeo. I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. How are you doing, John?
0: Wendy, we're here at the end of the year. This is the last yep. episode of 2019. Wow. This is wrapping up our month with Bonusly, which again, we are so appreciative that's of that's their great. support and yeah, working with them on a lot of different things. I know you had a blog post come out about holiday parties, which was great. Yep. Really excited that they're with us for one more one yep. more time on the show this uh, this go around. We've had two really big things that we wanted to talk about though <laughs> for a few minutes, and, and I don't want to yeah. keep Kayla waiting too long, but I felt like they're big enough that they both deserve a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. First one being yeah. we hit 100 countries in our download family this year, Isn't and in the last crazy? couple of weeks, <laughs> Wendy, it's it's really crazy. I think when we Wrapped up 2018, we were at, I think, 62, something like that, okay. or 65. So we've picked up several more over the yep. year. It's been kind of fun. Uh, it, again, not ever dreaming that was ever going to happen. We thought maybe oh, we'd have sure. 100 listeners, much less right. 100 <laughs> countries. Uh, and, and to see the downloads continue from some of the countries, it, it's just phenomenal and, and exciting and So appreciative of those of all the listeners, but yeah, particularly those from
1: today, uh, anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) You know, I I don't. I just don't know what to say other than thank you. And uh, we, I tend to try to find whatever the biggest language is and the most spoken language in that country when I send my thank yous out. Uh, I can't say many of the things, and it's kind of embarrassing. But we do want to say a couple things to that end. If you are from out of the U.S. Please contact us, Podcast at gmail.com. Send me your address and we'll send you a gift. Mm-hmm. If you would, we'd really like to have you on the show and yes, to we would. Learn, learn about you. But again, if you are a listener, one of these listeners, especially if you are from Luxembourg, which was number 100, definitely yes. would love to talk to you. Yes,
1: <laughs> Luxembourg.
0: Uh, again, if you are from out of the country, Please contact us. It could be via email or send us a Twitter message, Facebook, however you would like to communicate with us, but get in touch. And, and like mm-hmm. I said, I'd like to send everybody a gift yep. and I just look forward to more. Uh, apparently, Wendy, at the last I read, the UN recognizes 153 countries currently. All right. So we have to roughly two thirds. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there.
1: That's just fantastic. It's yeah. You know, Completely uh, bonkers and mind blowing, and uh, yeah, merci, Danke, Shane. Thank you to all of all of our listeners, wherever you are.
0: The other news, Wendy, it's it will have come out if people were part of the chat. Yeah, but our other big announcement, I think it's really big for us. I think it's really big for our community and for the people particular yep. take part particularly in the Twitter chat. We are expanding the chat.
1: <laughs> we are. You asked. You asked? You, you asked. asked,
0: yes. Um, we we we're... got a lot of requests in the last year mm-hmm. when our friends at Sherm decided to move in a different direction with Next Chat.
1: Oh, even before that, people were asking.
0: Even before that, but I really feel like now it's even more of an opportunity. Yeah. So as of January, we will be holding two chats per month. Nope. We are going to continue with our traditional fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, but we're going to add the second Sunday now. As, our, as the second in the month, the second chat, the one that takes you know the second Sunday of the month, is going to be a little different in that we are looking to have co-hosts take part. I felt like there's a, a tremendous group of people out there that are part of our community, Wendy, that have hosted chats or have taken part in next chat. You know, co-led next chat. There are people out there that have things they want to talk about and really feel like it's a great opportunity for us to not only hold that second chat. But for them to get a chance to help out and and to to see if they want to do this down the road, if they're crazy enough to try to do it,
1: I, I think it's just a great way for us to uh, expand the community uh, a little bit. You know, it's one thing for people who who know us uh, and we love you all for participating and your support, but when when you host your own chat, you are going to uh, or you help us host a chat, you're going to bring new people in. Um, you'll you'll bring your connections that maybe aren't connected to us, because they'll see that you're doing it. And it's just going to expand our network and expand this community. And uh, I've said it a hundred, hundred times, I'm sure, but this community is fantastic. It is one of the most giving and um, supportive communities that I have had the honor to be a part of. So just excited to see who wants to jump in and be a part of our community and just continue to grow.
0: Well, we're fortunate that we have several folks kind of lined up already, mm-hmm. so the first several months of the year, I feel like we're really uh, really in a good place with them, and again, very appreciative, again, for everybody that's taken part in those chats over the last, gosh, Wendy, has it been two and a half years yep. now, it seems like? It has been. Uh, <laughs> quite a long time, and we thought about this for a long time. We've had... S- Several long conversations about it, and again, I'm I'm really glad that we were able to make it happen. Certainly, more to come. Yes. But <laughs> you asked for it, you got it. Now it's the second and fourth Sundays, which means I also have to update the liner notes to the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> to show I gotta update to my you. calendar. <laughs> update your calendars, folks. Just put a that recurring reminder on, and we'll send. Uh, you know, we'll still send out the reminders on Twitter and Facebook, LinkedIn. We'll send out the questions the same way. We'll be looking for all of you to be a part of that community.
0: This is the longest we've ever had. We've ever kept a guest. So I I don't want to do any more. I will simply say that Kayla reached out to me several months ago via LinkedIn and told me she listened to the show. I really appreciate what she's been putting out there in terms of her writing and kind of the stories she's starting to tell. We had a chance to talk a couple weeks ago. I was just blown away. And I I really felt like, especially to get to the end of the year, somebody that more people, I always ask, you know, who do you, who should, you know, really feel like this is a young lady that more people should know. So Wendy, I'm going to stop gushing. I will let you make the introduction and we will get started.
1: For sure. I am so excited to uh, chat with Kayla tonight. This is my first opportunity. Kayla is a North Carolina raised HR professional that specializes in employee relations, process engineering, and training. Kayla's career has taken her to private, nonprofit, and government agencies around the United States, and she currently calls Austin, Texas her home. Kayla owns Let There Be HR, an HR consulting company and blog that helps the everyday employer be the best it can be. Let There Be HR includes services for those outside of the HR realm with custom resume consultations and interview prep. Kayla, welcome to the show. We are, again,
2: so excited to have you. And our first question is what's in your glass? Thank you so much, John and Wendy, and congratulations on your 100 countries. I've like watched you kind of grow into that. And so I think that's such a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. And I'm excited to participate in both of the chats. You'll see me both times. Um, but what's currently in my glass, I just moved to Austin, Texas. I'm a big red wine fan, so I'm trying as many Texas wines as possible. So I'm drinking a red blend right now called the Federalist, which is a Texas wine. I have had that, and it is lovely. It is. It's, it's so smooth. I really like it. Yeah, I'm so glad uh, you've had it. Actually, I had
1: it in South Dakota of all places. But um, oh my goodness, uh, it was up here and uh, really enjoyed it. So we will. When I am in Texas in May, we will have to get together. Absolutely,
2: I love that.
0: Well, Kayla. Again, as I mentioned earlier, we had a chance to visit a little bit prior to tonight. How exactly, though, did you get your start in human resources?
2: Yeah, so I was really young. I call myself like an infant in the work world when I met this really incredible person, Danielle Nelson, and she was a recruiter for this private company that was an entertainment company, and she recruited for their corporate office. And at the time I was super young and was you know considering my education options and trying to figure out what to do and Danielle approached me um and said, "Hey, you know, I have a special projects assistant position open in HR and I think you would be great for it." And I had no idea what HR did and I had no idea what a special projects assistant even meant, but I thought that Danielle was incredible and that I would love to work with her and so I agreed to the interview and I worked went into the interview and met with the HR director and she was the most like put together person I've ever seen in my life. She was like head to toe Prada, just so friendly, so put together. And I was sitting there in a $12 dress from Target, just like, holy crap, what did I just get myself into? And somehow uh, landed the job. and. When I got actually my offer letter and all my information from Danielle, there was a line in it that crushed my soul. And it said that the position required business casual to business professional dress code. And I come from a really poor family. And at that time, I was really poor myself and felt like there was no way that I could purchase the wardrobe for this kind of job. And I was such a baby and so young and just couldn't figure out like, you know, maybe I should get another bartending job or how could I make this work? And really came to the conclusion that I couldn't accept this job. And I called my two sisters, Candace and Kelsey. And you know, I'm the youngest and they they were so young too. And I'm crying to them and saying, Holy crap, I can't believe I can't take this job because of the wardrobe. And my incredible sisters They gathered up as much money as they could and they sent me $500 and I purchased a wardrobe and actually in my headshots, that blue blazer that I'm wearing, I purchased with their $500. And it's always just been so sentimental to me. So my start in HR really was. Danielle Nelson, who just recruited me and saw my talent you know, before I did. And then my sisters really enabling me to, to address the part and to be there. And I quickly learned that my special project was the HR director. She was messy and not organized and um, just ideas all over the place and really hit it off. And from there, my career really skyrocketed. I was promoted and started to do some public speaking in the government sector and just really found a niche.
1: I just love that story about your sisters and how generous that was of them to get you money to start your career at, you know as a as a professional so that you could look the part and that oh that just makes that just warms my heart. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're, they're incredible. And they were not well off by any means when they did that. So that was such a huge sacrifice to them. And so anytime I public speak, if it's more than one or two days, I I bring that blue blazer just to just to remind myself.
1: I love it. That's just that's so sweet. Let's switch from talking about sweet stuff to employee relations. So I don't know how much of a segue (laughs) that can be. Really sweet. Hey, employee relations. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so you do a lot of work in that realm, which is fantastic. Um, I I admire people who can do that. I that's not my realm. But what really excites you about this component of HR, and are there areas of HR you haven't been able to work in that maybe you'd like to someday?
2: Yeah, I guess you could call employee relations my sweet spot. If we want (laughs) to carry on with the sweet conversation, I am crazy about employee relations. It's kind of the heartbeat of why I get up. I tell all employees, like you're the reason I wake up every morning. And I really mean that. And I think employee relations is the backbone of every single organization. And when it's done right, you can't tell. It is the, the culture backbone, whether you're big or small. And I think how we treat people is what they will remember that and, and paying them right. And I think in spaces where employee relations is needed, there's such an opportunity to give dignity to people. Someone asked me recently, how do you fire somebody every day? Um, I couldn't imagine doing that. And then they called me the Grim Reaper, which was pretty funny. But I think that there are spaces to give human beings dignity in probably one of the darkest moments of their career. And so I just truly believe that the way that employers handle issues like communication barriers and Unconscious bias and equality, difficult conversations. The way that we do that can radically transform the workforce. And I, I mean that. So I'm crazy about it. I have done other areas of HR. Certainly I've been the army of one where I did everything from payroll to benefits admin and. I just employee relations became what I loved. I think the area I haven't spent the most in was probably risk management and workers comp. And I don't necessarily know if I would want to. <laughs> John, I know that you kind of work in the construction world and I was an HR manager for a construction company and we had a risk manager who was like my best friend. And just that I went to him with everything and was happily kind of fielding over those worker comp things. So really, if I could just dream a dream for my career, it would be employer relations director for the rest to my career.
0: Kayla, one thing that you have in your Twitter bio, and I think you have it in, on LinkedIn too, but I know you have it in Twitter. You have HR firebreather, which is one of the reasons I was so compelled to talk to you to begin with, because I have never heard of that and I've never heard anybody else use that term. You've got to explain to the listeners what exactly is an HR firebreather.
2: Yeah, so I actually thought of this several years ago. I was in Las Vegas with my sister, Kelsey, who lived there. And I saw for the first time walking on the strip, an actual like fire breather performer. And I had seen it, you know, on TV, but had never really seen it in person. And I watched this individual consume something toxic, and they expelled something that was really Beautiful and kind of awe-inspiring. And I felt in that moment, like that is what human resources is when it's done right. We take in these toxic things, whether it's employee relations issues or it's, you know, increases in benefit premiums or a workers comp incident. And we as a team or as a department or as professionals, we take in that toxicity and then we expel something that could be really just awe-inspiring and, um, kind of show stopping. And so. I believe that every HR professional is an HR fire breather. I just chose to kind of brand myself as that since I take in some of the most toxic things as an employee relations professional.
1: That is really deep.
2: (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Never thought about it that way, but kind of like that. I have not consumed any toxic materials (laughs) (laughs) or tried to fire breathe just to be just It's all metaphoric.
1: (laughs) We're not doing it. Fire breathing here. 100%. I just like, you know, it to be a really cool ending to any presentation that you get. Uh,
0: <laughs> I say that's your disrupt topic right oh, there. It's there just there five it minutes is. of you getting ready to four and a half minutes of prep and then doing it.
2: If I do that at disrupt HR in Austin, I I sure hope you both oh, show up.
0: Oh, <laughs> you, win.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. win. Earlier this year you launched Let There Be HR. Why that title? Uh, And what led you to start blogging uh, and how, how's that been going for you?
2: Yeah. So let there be HR is like this, passion kind of child that came about from my community, just kind of urging me to talk about some of the things that they were surprised kind of happens in employer in the employer world and specifically in human resources. And I picked that name because I've been in so many different organizations with so many different types of human resources, professionals and departments. I've been in just really well-functioning. And I've been in dysfunctional and I've been in um, just some really toxic and messy ones. And then, like I said, some pretty amazing ones. And I feel like when HR is done right, if you just let it be, then it will be revolutionary and radical like we want it to be. And so that was really what I wanted the, the blog and the services to be about. Let's just let there be HR, let it function and breathe the way that you know, it's supposed to and kind of watch how incredible, you know, impact comes from that. I started to blog about just my own experiences. I I definitely have one on there called Dress Code Policies Are Crap, which comes from my own experience needing my sisters to help fund mine and talking about the socioeconomic impact of some of our dress code policies and other things like that. And the response has just blown me away. I have had thousands of people read that blog and countless emails and comments and responses about vulnerability. And I I talk about on the blog how this is like the padded playground of HR. This blog and these services are not meant to be this elite country club where you have to pay dues to be in, but it's really like that mall padded playground where exhausted parents drop their children in a no judgment zone (laughs) to just play and get out their energy. And that's how I feel like let there be HR. That's really the heartbeat of that. Just started blogging and the responses were incredible and was then encouraged by other members of my community to start some services and have just felt so honored to be able to serve everybody from, you know, the mayor and the governor all the way to small business in, you know, investigative services and resume services and interview prep. And I'm just grateful to be able to connect with communities in spaces that I wouldn't have had I not uh, started Let There Be HR.
0: We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. This episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour podcast is being brought to you by our friends at Bonusly. Bonusly is a fun, personal recognition and rewards program that enriches company culture and improves employee engagement. Used by thousands of companies, Bonusly is a top-rated solution that integrates with popular collaboration tools like Slack and Microsoft Teams, as well as HR software, including ADP, Bamboo HR, and Namely. To learn more about employee recognition and to try Bonusly free for 60 days, go to bonus.ly slash HRSocialHour. Again, to get that 60-day trial, go to bonus.ly HRSocialHour. Thanks again to our friends at Bonusly, and now, back to the show.
1: And we are back. Kayla, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half hour question connection. Who was your first professional mentor and what was the
2: most important thing you learned from them? So Dr. Marie Peoples um, at Cocaine County was my first real professional mentor. At the time, she was a chief health officer and she had to be the HR director for three months, which is just insane. They were doing a director rotation and she happened to be the HR director. And she was the first woman of color that I had ever had in my own kind of direct reporting chain. And as a Hispanic female, that was so powerful to me. But she taught me some of the most insane life lessons about what it means to have impact with your own culture and how to represent you know, you as a, as a woman and you as a person of color. She had such out-of-the-box thinking and ideas and just treated me with so much respect and showed me how to command presence in respectful ways and to fight for what I believed was correct. And she really gave me wings. At the time, I was kind of this terrified intermediate HR person. And she was the kind of you know, mentor to just say, I trust you. I trust what you're going to do and go do it. Stop asking me. And so I still actually talk to her to this day. She's now actually the deputy county manager over there. She's promoted. She is fierce and incredible. And um, she still mentors me to this day.
0: Kayla, who's one person you gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? Okay, John,
2: I tried to narrow it down to one, but I have two. No, that's okay. So we'll take fast. it. <laughs> So um, here in Texas, I have two. I've got Brent Mears. He um, is the owner of Mears Consulting, and I got to do a two-day training with him on facilitation versus pre- presenting. So I've been you know, public speaking around the nation for the last five or six years and have really loved that. But Brent came in and taught me like what it means to actually facilitate a course in an impactful way. And um, he blew my mind. And so I instantly said, how can I hire you and how can I stick with you? Um, and he's incredible. And then my second is Melissa Garza. She is a vice president at SolarWinds, which is a large technology company here in Austin. And she is just incredible. She's such an innovative leader. She's a Hispanic female that is fearless and is teaching me more and more every time that I get to be around her what it means to kind of jump off the cliff of HR and see what happens.
1: So, Kayla, if you could go back to the start of your career, what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself based on what you know now? Make best friends with payroll.
2: Um, <laughs> that's probably my favorite one. Nice. Um, always make <laughs> payroll happy. bring them cookies, just bring them caffeine. Uh, That's definitely one. And definitely just to fight harder. I think, Wendy, we actually connected on Twitter about how we've had similar experiences with HR bullies. And I had that experience early on and then felt like it really dimmed just my confidence. And so if I could go back, I would just tell myself like, you know, dust this dirt off your shoulders, get up and fight for the things that you really feel intrinsically are important to quality in these spaces and just continue to pump payroll with caffeine and joy.
0: Kayla, how do you enjoy giving back to the HR community?
2: So this is, I think, what I could certainly be better at. I I currently mentor a couple up-and-coming HR professionals um, that are amazing and I think they're going to be phenomenal. Um I also am a resource in that I try to do any type of consulting for large investigations. I know those can be a big distraction or it's hard for HRBPs to be, you know, neutral in those situations, so I try to do that. And then this one isn't necessarily giving back to the HR community, but um I do work with the VA here in Texas to help veterans with their resumes and interview prep. And that has been such a fun experience for me. And I'm, I'm looking at Disrupt HR in Texas, looking at all of the SHRM chapters, but I'm really enjoying the mentorship I'm doing, consultations, which has been just really fun with some Texas law. And then getting to be around those veterans has really brought me some joy too. That's awesome. So what's your favorite movie? Remember the Titans, hands down. I'm a country girl. Um, and then I had to pick like the Disney movie, Brave. I have the exact same hair as that girl. So (laughs) yeah, I love her.
0: How about your favorite musician or band?
2: Well, I am a country girl at heart. So George Strait is the true love of my life. I search for him in every instance of my life here in Texas and just a hope and a prayer that I'll get to come face to face with him. Um, And then a good second would probably be Jason Aldean. How about a favorite TV show? So Yellowstone is probably my top number one. They've only had two or three seasons, but they're, it's an incredible show. Lots of high drama, good ranch country type of show. And then um, Scandal is my second. And that stars Kerry Washington, who I think is brilliant. And I feel like I pick... Shows that have more drama than my work life. So I feel like I'm not as crazy. <laughs> so Scandal has a lot of that drama. And so does Yellowstone, which makes um, makes me feel like my work life isn't as dramatic as I might
0: think it is. <laughs> Kayla, I think if you worked in one of those situations, I think I'd be trying to find something else. <laughs> it was something like Scandal. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm pretty just, intense over there. <laughs> well, I have to ask so you said you have the same type of hair. Do you shoot? You haven't done the, the fire eating. How about the bow and arrow?
2: Oh, I have shot archery. I have there hunted with a bow. Yeah, it's tough, but I have.
0: <laughs> if you're not watching Remember the Titans or Brave, if you're not listening to George Strait and Jason Aldean, if you're not watching Yellowstone or Scandal or these shows that are much more challenging than our corporate lives are, what else do you like to do outside of work?
2: Yeah, I, uh, I train horses. I've been on a horse since I can remember and have always trained for equestrian teams. Hunter jumper has been a big one for me and I'm into the rodeo scene as well. So I contract with professional bull riding here in Texas called PBR. Um, and I train some of their sport horses and that's kind of my, my getaway. And then I'll, I think I'll probably purchase one in, in 2020 just to have a little bit more headspace, but that's really the. The, if, you, if I'm not at work sitting in a chair, if I'm not drinking a glass of wine or uh, anything like that, I'm on the back of a horse. But no, John, I have not shot a bow off the back of a horse yet.
0: <laughs> no, but we do have to connect you with Jennifer McClure so the two of you can talk horses.
2: Oh, I'd love that.
1: Finally, Kayla, if you were not in uh, HR, what do you think you'd be doing professionally?
2: An attorney, hands down. I, I certainly think I'd go uh, the law route, employment law. I just listened actually to your last podcast with that attorney and was just so enthralled. So, doesn't mean I won't. I think I always say that's my retirement gig. Um, recently, I had one of our stakeholders in my office, and it had been a pretty rough investigation. And he's like, "Man, I got to retire." And I was like, "My retirement gig's being an attorney." So I'm just kind of enjoying the the <laughs> the more calm part of my my career now. But definitely an employment attorney. Well, then we'll have to get you connected with
1: Kate Bischoff as well. She uh, she likes to say she suffers from law degree, so she can, she can help you down I, that I route. Th- I think <laughs> it is safe to say,
0: Kayla, I think you're the first person that has said they weren't practicing HR, they'd be an attorney. Wendy, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've heard maybe once. I, I, I don't think we have, though.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think we have. I, I, we've had some that were heading that way right. first. Uh, not someone that's like, yeah, you know, when I get done with HR, I'm going to go to law. <laughs> yeah, that's right. a different direction, quite honestly. Um, but that most, I mean, when you're going to a retirement, I mean, I'm looking at relaxing and kind of slowing down as I age age that direction. And you're like, yeah, I'll go, go through the law, <laughs> do
0: employment law. I'm seriously thinking about this fire breathing stuff. <laughs> that might be my retirement, but I don't know. I'll be the cool, oh. the cool grandpa that eats fire. I'll have to wait and see, but I would but, love but, to see that.
1: I'll be, <laughs> <dad laughs>
0: no, no that. promises. Um, I'll be, no promises.
1: All, I'll be out. out Front
0: well, well, <laughs>
1: yeah. drink wine, I need wine and
0: rich. <laughs> well, Kayla, as we always say, we're glad you're not doing doing that now because if you were, we probably wouldn't have gotten to know you. And you know, as I said earlier, I right, is just so incredibly appreciative of you being part of our community now and and glad that we had a chance to connect. I'm really excited that you were able to take part in the show and we're so willing to do it. And I know there are going to be people that don't know you and now that they've heard you are going to want to connect. What's the best way for them to reach you out there?
2: Yeah, definitely Let There Be HR. Uh, my website has all of my social media down at the bottom and that is lettherebhr.squarespace.com. And you'll find my Twitter and email and LinkedIn right down at the bottom.
0: We will have that in the show notes. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for the listeners to find you out there?
1: The best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And of course, now the second and fourth Sundays, you will find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern time at our bi-monthly Twitter chat. Quick shout out. I know you're headed there, John, but quick shout out to Bonusly. Thank you so much for uh, being a part of our December and helping us close out the year. And how about you, John? Where can we find you?
0: Again, thank you, Bonusly. Really appreciate you being part of our sponsorship family and really look forward to working with you more down the road. But for me, you can find me at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Top left-hand side of the screen, three little lines, open them up, access to all my social accounts there. As I've been putting at the end of most shows lately, if you've listened this far and you are an agent or someone that wants to talk to us, please don't contact me at my day job because my boss does not appreciate it. I don't either. Same. I'm going to leave it at that. And that's the last time. I, I'm not going to say it anymore. It's the, We're going into 2020, and I'm not oh. going to do it again. But I, I felt like I had to say it at least one more time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, Kayla, yeah. again, really, really appreciate you being with us to say goodbye to 2019. We look forward to being able to connect with you more in 2020. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect,
0: give back, and Network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see y'all soon.